the Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Insider, powered by Cal U. Indeed, yes. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter, Chris Stolball Carter. <laughs> well, we have a little bit of a different way of starting this week's show, and that's because of the news of the COVID outbreak with the Tennessee Titans. Yes. And we were just talking off camera, and hey, this is something that it goes far and wide in terms of things that it affects. Um, you know, is there a chance somebody that, that you were thinking about for your fantasy team might be involved? As of now, three players, um, but that's it. Five staff members, mm -hmm. and the game, as of right now, is it's still, still on, on for 1 o'clock. Yeah, that's the thing, but what's going to be interesting is that the, the Titans are supposed to have their facility shut down until Saturday. They play the game on Sunday. Having one day of walkthroughs may cause a lot of caution to people, especially they're already potentially missing Taylor Lewan, their, their, their best left, left tackle on the team. That offensive line, though they have Derrick Henry, they're going up against the Steelers, who are the number one rushing defense in the league. So Derrick Henry, a superstar out there, and he's a fantasy, a fantasy star for a lot of teams, one of my teams this year. It's going to be a real question as far as how you handle this situation. I feel like you still got to start him because he's Derrick Henry, but you're looking at that. If you got two more star running backs and some star receivers you could throw in the flex, you might think about sitting back this week just to see how that goes. Yeah, and that's another way where it affects this game. Uh, it affects the players that you're going to pick for your fantasy team. Because listen, uh, if if they if they don't if they have a walkthrough Saturday and that's it, mm. their preparation for this game will not be what it, anywhere close to what it would have been normally. Mm -hmm. So that will trickle down to the players perhaps and the players on on, on their rosters. Certainly, and also this this applies to the Vikings because they were the team the Titans just beat, and the, the Vikings had to go undergo their own checks. So this may have some. Uh, what do you call them? Ripple effects. Yes, no doubt about it. All right, with that in mind, great to see you again. Same here. Glad you are all with us to beef up that roster a little bit. <laughs> who's hot? Who's not? We're going to start with who's hot. And, boy, if you saw that game the other night, you know that Pat Mahomes is one of them. He was on fire, not just because he's Patrick Mahomes. Before touchdowns against the Ravens secondary with all the cornerbacks they have, when he did that, the only team I think that can even think about slowing him down is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know any other defense out there that's going to stick with him that much. Now, the Chargers did give him a hard time in week two, but with a performance like that in prime time, Patrick Mahomes, just a, just a superstar. Not like you needed to know that he was hot, but Russell Wilson is arguably the NFL MVP right now. He's, he had five touchdown passes. I believe he has the most touchdown passes through three games of any quarterback in NFL history. I think it's like 14 or some, something crazy like that, but he's been ballistic. But the guy who was really hot, who continues to ascend, and I pointed this the past couple of shows, Josh Allen for the Bills, four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. That's a big deal, Albie. When you're delivering for Buffalo, you finally got, got a, um, a star wide receiver in Stephon Diggs, and that helps out spread everything out for him. Allen on fire, and he's creeping up towards the, the top fantasy quarterbacks if he keeps this consistent. All right, three quarterbacks. They have two, wide two running backs, two wide receivers, and two tight ends. Let's yes. start with the running backs. Running backs, Alvin Kamara, who just went ballistic. Amazing. You saw um, that Amazing. Game. That one catch where he, I mean, he looked like he was jogging down yes. the field, Alvy. But he finishes the game with 197 total purpose yards. If you play point per reception, he had 13 catches. And you add two touchdowns on it. My math isn't always that great, Alvy. <laughs> But my math is never great, so you got me. But in PPR, that's around 38 points. That's Even with, without PPR, that's still 25 points. It's a phenomenal week for him. And right behind him was an unusual name who you probably should pick up, 
Rex Burkhead. He had nine. He had 98 all-purpose yards, seven catches, and two touchdowns for the Patriots. He was Cam Newton's best target on the day in the, in, the, in their game. So I think that uh, in the, they they had a big win over the Raiders. I, I really like the way that he was worked into their system. Yeah, Kamara on that on that long reception mm -hmm. run for touchdown. He just took off. I was counting the players that missed them. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of misses on that on that run to the end zone. Just amazing stuff. All right, wide receiver. Tyler Lockett's become the number one receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. Nine catches, 100 yards, three touchdowns. He lit it up for the Seahawks. DK Metcalf still put in good numbers, so still start both of them. But when you got Danger Russ Wilson, it's a it's a, it's a problem. Then rookie Justin Jefferson. The Vikings got a lot of problems, but he's not one of them. Seven catches. Just 175 yards and one touchdown. Big numbers for him. He had a he had a huge day. All right, and the tight ends. Tight ends, Jimmy Graham, long time no see. He showed up big time for the Bears. Six catches, 60 yards, two touchdowns. And Tyler Croft emerging as another receiver option as a tight end, of course, but a, but a receiving option for Josh Allen with the Bills. He had four catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Big day for him. That's who's hot now. Who's not? Leading, uh, leading the way, uh, you have three quarterbacks, Sam Darnold at the top. Yeah, these are all young quarterbacks that have been drafted in the past couple years and just haven't worked out. At the top, Sam Darnold. The Jets are just a complete hot mess, and maybe this isn't Darnold's fault, but when it comes to fantasy, you don't care. He had 168 passing yards, only one touchdown, and three interceptions. Albie, that's pathetic. He's If he's on your roster, drop him. Get anybody else right now. All right, and a couple more. Yeah, we got Daniel Jones from the Giants. Now, this was the day for Daniel Jones to prove to everyone that he could at least do it. They faced the Niners, Albie. The Niners were missing two cornerbacks, three defensive ends, their second linebacker. They were hurt all over the place. They were missing their starting quarterback. There was no pressure on Daniel Jones to do anything crazy. All he had to do was just put up a decent game, and he didn't do that. 179 yards through the air, zero touchdowns, one interception. I know Saquon Barkley's gone, but that's where the second-year quarterback is supposed to show, okay, this is a beat-up team. I can make the, the, the I can lead my team to victory in this situation. He did not. They got slaughtered. And Mitch Trubisky, uh, he's suffering the effects of a, a former Super Bowl MVP on the roster mm -hmm. with him, and a guy that uh, Everybody seems to be crying for. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky. The, the, you know, the, his, the, everyone's saying his seat was hot. Now you got, now you get, and you had Nick Foles. They brought in to sit right behind him. Now he's on the bench. If you got Mitch Trubisky, unless Nick Foles gets it gets hurt, you should be off your roster. Drop him. Drop Donald. Keep Daniel Jones around for a little bit just to see what else happens there. But it's a hard time for those quarterbacks. All right, running back. Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, two veterans that you know just didn't have hot week, uh, weekends. Gordon finished with 38 yards, Ingram with 30. I think Ingram will bounce. I think both of them will bounce back at some point. But right now, obviously hurting. Uh, wide receiver, you know, this is a situation where, you know, you got to get those targets and you got to get those catches and mm -hmm. put up those yards. Absolutely. And Darius Slayton, who I pointed out after week one, was looking like he could be the, uh, Daniel Jones's guy, especially with Sterling Shepard on IR and Evan Ingram not doing well at the tight end position, but only three catches, 53 yards. He's supposed to step up in that situation. He did not, along with Daniel Jones. So I'd leave Slayton on my bench for a bit. And A.J. Green, a name we all know from the Bengals, five catches, 36 yards. He's not become that security blanket for Joe Burrow yet and Albie that's a problem and finally only about 30 seconds let's talk tight ends Mark Andrews was horrible on Monday Night Football everyone was talking about Lamar Jackson but he dropped a touchdown he was targeted eight times only had three catches for 22 yards Mark Andrews was a Pro Bowl tight end last year and played extremely well, but they're starting to see that it was Lamar carrying him and not the other way around. Darren Waller, the guy I told you, Belichick's going to take him out the game. What happened? Four targets, two catches, nine yards. Bad day all around. Didn't work for you in fantasy. All right. Believe it or not, in this year of COVID-19,
Very strange offseason. The season has begun, and after this weekend's game, one quarter of the way through the regular season. Can you believe that? Can't. Man, he'll look into his crystal ball further when we come back here on the Fantasy Football Insider, powered by Cal U. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, powered by Cal U. Waiver wire time. Mm -hmm. You know, Nick Foles, think about, think about the situation he's in now. Perhaps going to come in and do the job with the Chicago Bears. And back in Philly, Carson Wentz is the lowest rated quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about Nick Foles. This man has thrown seven touchdowns in a game and has been a Super Bowl MVP, and he still can't find a job. But, yeah. now, but now he has one again. Because Mitch Trubisky, as everyone knows, stinks. And that means Nick Foles came in through three touchdowns, led the Bears on a comeback. They were playing the Falcons, and everybody comes back against the Falcons. That's kind of the joke of this year. Uh, but Well, of the past three years. But Nick Foles really stepping up, three touchdowns. No one would have this guy run to the waiver wire, grab him in all your leagues. If you, got, if you need a backup quarterback, he's known to have those spurts when he just joins a team like he did for the Eagles several times. When he just joins a team, he'll, do, he'll get really hot, and then eventually teams will start to figure him out. But this is the time to strike. If you need a quarterback to step in for you for a couple weeks, Nick Foles is your guy. All right, and also Ryan Fitzpatrick, the ageless wonder. The ageless wonder, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I believe he's just as old as Ben, 38 or something like that, but 18 of 20. Not a whole lot of passing yards with 90, but he threw two touchdowns, ran for another one with 38 yards. Another guy who usually excels early and then cools off late, but right now he's holding on to it in, in Miami, and they're trying to buy time so Tua Tagovailoa can naturally develop into their offense. I think he's doing a good job of it. Another guy stashing on your bench. Don't don't panic, but you know if you need him as a starter, play him, but that means you're really hurting at the quarterback spot. And a couple running backs, if you're looking for running backs, guys that could jump in and maybe help your roster. James Robinson for the Jaguars has been blowing up. He did it last Thursday night and I think they're going to keep feeding him the ball 129 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns really good showing for him for him Jeff Wilson jr. a name that nobody would have cared about uh, not too long ago but with all the injuries that the Niners have around the around the field but also at the running back position he's the guy that got the got the numbers 12 carries 151 yards also three catches for 54 yards and a touch <laughs> bless you Albie excuse uh, me well, that's that's over 200 that's over 200 all-purpose yards which means 20 points there with the six points is 26. He almost got you 30 yards if you're playing PPR. Great showing for Jeff Wilson Jr. Also, the guy I've been telling you about with the Rams. I told you to get him last week. This is your last chance because now everyone's going to be on him. It's Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson. Get him because he's sitting right there and I told you he's going to become the Rams best guy. That's Daryl Henderson. Yeah, even Albie knows his name. Yes, yes I do now anyway. I do now. 20, 20 carries, 114 yards and a touchdown against the Bills. That's a good defense. 
I think they're gonna they're gonna lean on him a little bit more. All right, wide receiver. A young wide receiver who's small and shifty, but 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 being productive is Andy Isabella for the Arizona Cardinals. Four targets, four catches, 47 yards, two touchdowns. Kyler Murray's that young that young quarterback for the Cardinals. Uh, and you think about it, like why would they go to him? They've got DeAndre Hopkins, they've got uh, they've got Larry Fitzgerald, they've got Christian Kirk. Well, apparently Isabella's gonna be in the system as well. So keep an eye out for him. I'd snag him, stash him on my bench if those if that trend continues, he may become valuable as the season rolls on. Did he say small and shifty? He's talking about me again. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Well, we got some Tiger love here in the second wide receiver spot because you got T. Higgins, who's a Bengal, but you know who he played for in college? The Clemson Tigers. You know who's his quarterback? Joe Burrow, who was part of the LSU Tigers. So T. Higgins for, plays for a team that's met, that's modeled on Tigers and get catches passes from a guy who used to play for a Tigers team. They're all just getting that Tiger love, and he got that Tiger love with nine targets over the weekend, taking five of those ones for catches for 40 yards and two touchdowns. The rookie T. Higgins might be the guy that Burrow develops a relationship with it stash him if you can a lot of people don't have him in those in those in those bigger leagues so you could tr you can try to see if you can stash him if you can and see if he develops because that might be Joe Joe Burrow's whoopee and if he becomes his whoopee that's what you're going to need and you could drop it especially for you AJ Green owners you may want to pick up T Higgins instead would you call him the Tiger King <laughs> no, I'd still call Joe Burrow that. Okay. He has that for a while. All right. Tight end, a familiar name to Steelers fans. Of course. And anybody uh, in Western Pennsylvania who's followed high school football, Jesse James. Jesse James makes an appearance. TJ Hawkinson's the number one tight end for the Detroit Lions, but James stepped up three, catch three, uh, three catches on four targets for 28 yards, but he also caught a touchdown. Matt Stafford finding him a little bit there. Good sign there. Uh, tight end's one of those tougher positions because there's so few of them that are actually and continuously productive. If Jesse James is sitting in your league, yeah, think about it. If you don't like your number two tight end, just put him in there. See if see if this if something comes up. This I wouldn't say that he's going to become super productive for you, but I do think that there's a chance. All right, and finally. This guy really stepped up, and this is my ultimate tight end pickup of the week. Robert Tanyan for the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers needed to find somebody to, to, to take on the targets that Devontae Adams, with uh, his, his absence, was creating. And so they needed to find someone who can get it. Well, Tanyan became that. Took five targets for five catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. That's impressive. Now, Aaron Rodgers is a guy who doesn't have a whole lot of supreme weapons. He's got Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones as his one and his two guys. But really, Alan Lazard and all the guys out Marquez Valdez scanning the guys I was talking about last week yeah I'm not so sure about that this tight end he's right in that mix if you want someone just to get on that Aaron Rodgers train he might be your in yeah fun to watch on Sunday night that mm -hmm. was one heck of a game yes it was yeah and Aaron Rodgers another ageless wonder huh mm -hmm. certainly all right back with more of the fantasy football insider powered by FanDuel Crystal Carter has more of his magic after this Welcome back to WPXI Now. It's the Fantasy Football Insider, powered by Cal U. Yes, indeed. Top Steelers. You got a lot of good ones here. And yet at the bottom, uh, maybe one that's not so good so far. Yeah, but, you know, everyone's trying. You can't get the ball everywhere. But the big thing here is at the top, of course, is Ben Roethlisberger. Through three games, he has seven touchdowns and only one interception. Albie, that's a pace that puts him over 35 touchdowns. I think around 37 touchdowns and only six interceptions on the season. That's insane. 
and you think about that, that's, that'd be the most touchdowns he's ever thrown in the season and the widest margin between touchdowns and interceptions. Sure, he's not Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson, but right now he's looking like an efficient quarterback and a good starter if you're a team that's loaded at running back and wide receiver and you didn't go get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or any of those top fantasy producing quarterbacks. If you have Ben Roethlisberger, you're like, hey, let me just start using that guy. And answering a lot of questions through three games. Mm -hmm. James Conner. Back to back with 100 yards. Yes, he, you know, everyone was saying, oh, stick a fork in him. He's done after week one, but not so fast, my friends. James Conner with the back to back, like I said, like Alby said, 100 yard games, had 100 against the Broncos, had 100 against the Texans. Now it's facing the Titans defense, which is 29th against the run. That's huge. I'd expect another big day from James Conner. He also has a touchdown in each of those last two games. I'd expect another one here. And now with David DeCastro back, that running game. I'm telling you, all aboard the James Conner hype train. Toot, toot. Get this guy. Start him. You've been, you know, he's, he's definitely on everyone's rosters. But you've probably been hesitating about starting him because you don't know if he'll be injured. Right now, ride that James Conner train because the Steelers certainly are. When they do, you're going to profit. Agree, too. When that line is back in place, look out. Benny Snell, keeping our eye on him. Yeah, it just he's, it seems like he's going to be the short distance guy, which might mean more opportunities at the goal line. If you need, if you're in one of those those heavy like 16 team leagues where your options are very limited, especially in the flex, Benny Snell might be a guy that if you're playing desperate, hey, put him in, hope he gets a couple yards and a, and a couple touchdowns, and that will be what gets you his point. But right now, stash him on your bench in most leagues. He's not the superstar. Uh, you know this. Uh, you know other run, other backfield. James Conner is going to carry that load. And Anthony McFarland, very excited. It was feeling it last week. And the Steelers seemed very willing to work him into the game, and that was the big deal there. Six carries, 42 yards, and, and that's a seven yards per carry average. Looked like they were lining him up in some receiver options as well. You know, they never got him the ball there, but it looks like, hey, they know that he's their fastest option and their most explosive runner in open space. Why not get work with that guy in open space? You know, even you saw the you saw the James Washington conversion on fourth down where they hit him on the slant. That was a spread out offense they said hey Texans we're going to spread out our offense and Anthony McFarlane's going to stand right here next to Ben Roethlisberger it was a run pass option which Alpi means Ben Roethlisberger at the snap of the ball can say I'm handing it to this guy or I'm throwing it to that guy and it's his call to see what happens now if teams start to see hey we're taking that away from Juju and James Washington maybe they'll open up the little the middle a little bit more and that'll mean hey we're kicking this to McFarlane because he has the speed to hurt you if one guy misses Anthony McFarlane if you didn't have him I, am, I have him on one of my teams if you, if, you, if you don't have him, it might be time to take another look and say, like, you know, stash him on that bench. See how he continues to do. Juju Smith-Schuster, you mentioned him just a moment ago, and, uh, well, he's not disappointing. He's not disappointing at all. He's looking like a wide receiver one with the with the with, with the, the opportunity to take advantage of the chances he's been given. Five targets, four catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown this past weekend leads the Steelers with three touchdowns. Really good numbers from him. Really efficient numbers. I think that he's he's continuing to prove. Hey, last year was just all about the quarterback situation and just having the, having a bad stuff there. He looks back and ready to go. Deontay Johnson, keeping our eye on him and, yes. and what he might do this week in practice. Absolutely. Mike Tomlin pointed out that he is still in the concussion protocol, which means the Steelers have to wait until that is cleared before working him back in. But he still has the most targets of anyone on the team. 
keep an eye on him. If you got him, you're going to want to play him when, he, when he's healthy because of all the times the Steelers are trying to force him the ball. So that's one of those things. Watch throughout the week. If we don't get any summation on this by Friday, this is one of those Sunday when you're up and you're walking around and you're going to church or picking apples or doing your grocery shopping. Make sure that you're looking at this and you're saying, okay, it's a, it's a, it's 11 o'clock. What's the status on Deontay Johnson? Is he active? Is he playing? Uh, that'll be determining on whether or not you should play him. So if I'm picking apples, I take a break just to go in and check out the status Absolutely. of Deontay Johnson. Absolutely. All right. That's uh, the best time to pick apples, by the way, Sunday morning. Yes, indeed. Chase Claypool. Uh, you Chase Claypool, they, they, you saw in the in late in the game, third and nine, with the with the game on the line, they were willing to go to him with the ball. That says to me, Albie, they're thinking that this guy might still be a playmaker even in the tough situation. So I still like having him on your bench. James Washington still more of a situational wide receiver. Wouldn't depend on that too much. But the star that, that, that emerged, that we were all waiting to emerge, was Eric Ebron with that touchdown reception he had. That, to me, says cash money. And <laughs> I'm saying, hey, Ben's been talking about this guy for years. Ben Roethlisberger wanted him when he played with the Lions. I like the status of him. Start some Eric Ebron if you need a tight end this week. Vance McDonald, though, still stay away for now. All right. For now. But, of course, this is fluid. Yes. Everything changes week to week, and that's why you have to pay attention to Chris and the crystal ball. Back with who you should start and who you should sit right after this on the Fantasy Football Insider, powered by Cal U. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider. Who do you start? Who do you sit? We've got the man that knows right here. Right here. And he's ready to share his wisdom. Starting with quarterback Baker Mayfield, you say get him in that lineup. Yeah, I'm normally down on Baker Mayfield, but not this week. They're facing the Dallas Cowboys, whose secondary has been putrid. They've given up nine passing touchdowns so far this this year, this week. I predict that the Baker Mayfield's going to take advantage of that and at least get you a couple more. Also, on top of that, Dak Prescott, he's playing the Browns defense. He, and they, they've given up eight touchdowns to quarterbacks themselves. I could see this becoming actually a shootout game, Albie. So start either of these guys in daily fantasy or in your in your in your regular fantasy team. Rounding out though the quarterback position, because I want to give you another another deep dive here. Ryan Fitzpatrick, you heard me talking about him. He's about to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks have given up the most passing yards in the league. Got to make note of that. And again, they're at home, so they're in Miami. Seattle's traveling from the other corner of the country all the way down to Florida. Maybe something happens for Ryan Fitzpatrick. This is, again, all about matchups, all about the opposition. And you love Ryan, uh, James Conner against that Tennessee uh, run defense. Like I said, 29th in the run. The Steelers are going to try and ground and pound the Titans to keep Derrick Henry off the field That's and give their defense a rest. I can see James Conner having a really big day this Sunday. Also, James Robinson, another guy I mentioned for the Jaguars, they're, they're playing the Bengals. Bengals very shaky and not really consistent anywhere yet. I think Robinson could be in for another big day. Odell Beckham, you like him against the Cowboys as well. Yeah, this is another situation with these receivers. I'm playing anyone I have that's going to be in this game. Now, Jarvis Landry's <laughs> been, been out, but Beckham, Odell Beckham Jr. has been waiting to explode. This might be his time to do it. Again, Dallas's defense giving up nine touchdowns. And on the flip side, the Browns, they've given up, they've given up eight passing touchdowns. I, I, if you got C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, 
or Michael Gallup, start them all. This is the week to get, you know, and in Daily Fantasy, pick one of those guys and rock with it. I think this is a great week to start anyone playing in that game fantasy-wise. All right, tight ends. Now, I know I said Jesse James for the Lions earlier, but TJ Hawkinson's the man against the Saints. The Saints are the league's worst team in covering tight ends right now as far as fantasy-wise. So I'd, I'd go right there. And who's next to last is the Falcons. And guess who the Falcons are playing? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, who did I say to pick up from the Packers? Robert Tanya at tight end. I'd look to see if that hot hand can work. If you're hurting at the tight end position, Tanya might be a good answer here. You love the Steelers' defense against the Titans. Especially now that we know the Titans aren't going to be able to practice in facility until Saturday. I really think that's going to mess up some timing with the offensive line. You need those kind of reps to get you through a week. You know, they're a team that's still, that's still they had a good year last year, but they're still figuring out who they are this year. I really think the Steelers could take advantage of this and lock some things down defensively. If not, stop them from all the yards, probably generate some turnovers there. Also, the Rams, they're hosting the Giants. This is the Giants going cross-country. They just got smacked up by the Niners. The Rams are healthy. They've got Aaron Donald. They've got Jalen Ramsey. I see this being a rough day for Daniel Jones. All right. Who are you sitting and why? Well, I'm going with Justin Herbert, the rookie quarterback for the Chargers. Yes, he was a first-round pick, but he's going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, whose defense actually looks good this year, Albie. They're fourth against quarterbacks right now, and that's what I'd be looking at and saying, you know what? That's a little scary. If, if Herbert is, is your starter right now because you waited until the 20th round to pick your quarterbacks, I'd still find a way to <laughs> To bench him. Start me instead. I'd do better, do better than he's going to do this week. Phillip Rivers, I'm not a big Phillip Rivers guy. Anyone who knows me knows I can't stand him, but he's playing the Bears. They're the second best defense when it comes to stopping quarterbacks right now in fantasy. I'm staying all the way away from Rivers and the Colts. All right. Uh, Leonard Fournette, you're sitting him this week. I'd sit Leonard Fournette because I'm still not sure who he is for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they're playing the Chargers. The Chargers are the third best team at stopping running backs right now when it comes to fantasy. I'd stay away from him. Also, on top of that, rookie Antonio Gibson for Washington. I like Antonio Gibson as a player, but not this week. They're, they're playing the Ravens. The Ravens are angry. I would not I would not mess with that if the way they just got smacked up. They're also the fourth best team at stopping running backs. I have a, I have a feeling they're going to bottle up Gibson and force Dwayne Haskins to beat him. What don't you like about Anderson versus Arizona? Robbie Anderson's a good wide receiver, but the, the Arizona Cardinals are the second best team at stopping wide receivers right now. Also, Anderson playing for the Panthers. Him and Teddy Bridgewater haven't hit it off too great, so that's there. Julian Edelman for the Patriots. I'd bench him this week as well. They're on the road against the Chiefs, who are the best at stopping wide receivers in this league. They're first at it. I would stay away from Julian Edelman completely. Tight end. Goddard and Ertz for the Eagles. Sit them. They're playing They're playing on the road at San Francisco. The Eagles stink right now. They're 0-2-1. This is the second-best defense at stopping tight ends in the league. I'd stay away from that. Also on the West Coast, you got the Seattle Seahawks. They're the third-best defense at stopping tight ends. That means Mike Kosicki for, the, for the, the Miami Dolphins. Stay away from him. You don't like the Pats defense at Kansas City. Very true. I just It's Patrick Mahomes. I'm never, bet, I'm never starting a defense when, he, when he's in the lineup. And vice versa. I mentioned how the Ravens were angry. They got shut down down uh, by, by the Chiefs by the Chiefs defense at times. They're going to look to reestablish themselves against Washington. If you have Washington's defense because you like Chase Young and the fact that he was leading the league in sacks last week, I'm benching them this week. The Ravens are at home. They're mad. They're going to want revenge on just the world. I think Dwayne Haskins is in for, a, in for a rough time, but I also think the defense is in for a rough time. All right. Can Baltimore rebound? Yeah, cert certainly. I think Baltimore is still going to be one of the tough teams in the AFC. All right. That's it. It's the Fantasy Football Insider this week. We're powered by Cal U. He's Chris. I'm Albie. Good luck to your team. See you next week. <laughs>